0: You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Life is this one big learning experience. And being a runner helped me to understand better. Because when we run, we take one step at a time, run outside. We have to have this awareness all the time, looking around that we're not going to trip and fall on something or there's cars coming, whatever it is those lessons you learn from running that not every day is a good day or feels great or those days that do feel great you're not doing anything Friends, you know the great mystery of running you really can apply those to love and you just have to keep moving forward
1: that was michael Gazelle. this is marnie salaf thanks for tuning into my podcast marnie on the move each week i will be inviting interesting innovative and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, Marnie on the Mood Listeners, Movers and Shakers. Welcome and welcome back. I'm your host, Marnie Salah. Before we bounce into today's conversation with running entrepreneur and city running tours founder, Michael Gazelle, shout out to our sponsors at Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness unlock the power of your potential. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Now, back to Michael. When Michael Gazelle started City Running Tours back in 2005, his goal was to share his two greatest passions with the world, running and New York City. He had no idea that the company would expand to include branches in 14 cities across the US and Canada and help ignite the spark for the global running tourism boom. I don't know about you, but whenever I go somewhere new, I love to go for a run and explore the terrain, whether it's a city, a beach, or the country. City Running Tourists takes this idea to an all-new level, sweating and sightseeing simultaneously. That's their tagline, and I love it. Okay. On this episode, I sync up with Michael about where his passion for running began and how he turned this passion into a business. He talks about building the company from the ground up, how it has evolved, and the challenges presented by the COVID-19 pandemic. Michael shares how City Running Tours has shifted towards a greater online presence continuing to provide clients with the best content from the running and tourism worlds. And of course, Michael sheds light on his current running and exercise routines, fueling him for success. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to your Apple app, wherever you listen, click on Marnie on the move, scroll through the episodes, click on five stars and leave a review. Tell us what you love. Also, Share this episode with your friends. Email it, put it on your social feeds, whatever it is, wherever it is that you like to share. And don't forget, sign up for the newsletter, The Download. All right, let's do this. I love the idea behind city running tours, the personalized and group guided run tours you have in over 14 cities across North America. And I love your tagline sweat and sightsee simultaneously. I always say running through a city or a new place is the best way to explore, right? It's actually often one of the first things I do when I get somewhere is I'll go for a run or I'll look to see, you know, I'll ask if I'm at a hotel, I'll ask the concierge, like, where should I go run? What should I go see? Or I'll dial into like a local cycling club or a local running club to see if there are any rides or runs that I could join how has this evolved for you since you launched in 2005 over the past 15 years
0: it's interesting because you start out with an idea that you are not sure what it what it's going to be and you know starts off very slowly and maybe at a hobby type of level and really it what what changes things is the connections you make and what they lead to so that allows you to get more and more exposure and it makes things become more and more serious where opportunities are coming out of it, whether it's people who just want to, you know, lead some tours or whether people want to bring it to their cities or just other relationships that have been formed throughout the years. Um, You know, it it changes your whole pathway. Um, I go to school and to become a chiropractor, but it's, you know, I was just happened to be in the right place at the right time where this idea was sparked and it led to just such a, ah, oh, the feeling it gives me because it gets to, I get to share things that I love with people doing something that, you know, we all love to do. So.
1: So you started out as a chiropractor, like that was your original career and you're still doing that.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I started out as a chiropractor. I've been practicing for 20 years. I still do. uh, It's more of a part-time thing in my life. And, you know, fortunately with chiropractic, it can be that way. And there's a lot of flexibility because you're not working, uh, you're not treating patients every day. So it gives you opportunity to do other things. But I had a practice in the city in Manhattan. It was on the corner of Fifth Avenue and 20th Street. And it was in a small little studio, personal training studio called New York personal training. This was in 2005. And one of the days the owner of the personal training studio came over to me and he said, we just got an inquiry from someone who was coming to town and he's just looking to, to, for someone to run with. And he's running at this, he's looking to run this distance. And this pace, and none of our trainers really run that level. And I know you're a runner. Can you do it? And I didn't think too much into it. I was going to run that that weekend anyway. And I said, Yeah, no problem. Just let me know. Uh, and he gave me all the details. So this was June 2005, June June 11th, 2005. I, I remember it very clearly. I was uh, I ended up that it was Saturday morning beautiful sunny day went uh he was staying at the world financial marriott so just below you know was ground zero still at the same time nothing was truly rebuilt
1: that's right where i I, live
0: (laughs) right there so very close to you very close that's right you said battery park city which i love by the way anyway yeah um so i uh walk in the lobby and out of the hotel here comes this guy with a big smile on his face looked like he was ready to run So, you know, we were able to kind of meet eyes and connect. And uh, his name was Ken Roberts. It turns out this was his first time to New York City. He was uh, visiting from Australia. He was here for business and he was only here for the weekend. So can you imagine coming all this way for such a short time? So that's when I asked him, I said, well, do you want to just go for a run or do you want to see the city a little bit? And... He said, hey, you know, again, this is my first time. Why don't you show me around? So we had it planned to run two different days. We ran a s- Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, this is, again, your neighborhood. So, you know. Yeah. I basically, we, we, co- we co- crossed the West Side Highway. We ran through Battery Park City down, you know, down uh, the Hudson the River. To the yeah. Yep. We ra- actually ran to, you know, Battery Park. Mm-hmm. And then the first day we headed up Broadway to the Brooklyn bridge over the Manhattan bridge, and then back to, uh, down to his hotel. The second day we just did the Southern loop going up to Houston and then coming back around. And in that experience, I got to, you know, show him some things in the city, you know, this, these were uh, routes that I ran normally cause I I was still living in the city at the time. And, But I also got to learn about him and he taught me a lot about the relationship between Australia and the United States and he got to learn about me. So I went home that first day and just started talking to my girlfriend who is now my wife and she's like, this makes total sense and it's like a switch went off inside of me and I basically started the business that week. Wow. you know, the next day I ran with him and I was talking to him about it and he was so supportive. He's like, this is a great idea. So I did everything I could. You know, I, I, uh, I think it was GoDaddy who was the only game <laughs> in town to kind of create I've been a website. i GoDaddy
1: like for 25 years.
0: Right. <laughs> I have so, a love-hate I mean,
1: relationship with him. Go ahead.
0: No, <laughs> I, I believe it. So, you know, created a website, started putting it out like on as many things as I could, Craigslist, just anything that I could to just, you know, see what it, see what this could be. And again, it was like a hobby. It was uh you know, once in a while people would book, but the very first booking I got was for a tour on November 11th. It was with a gentleman named Tony Hughes. His wife booked it for him. They were coming to the city from Scotland and she's like, you know, I want to go do a spa day for me. This is your spa day. You love to run. Um, this is for you. So this an, another just super nice guy. He was a firefighter uh, in Scotland and I kind of took him on a similar route that I that we did the first day that I did the first day uh, with Ken and, you know, knew of some firehouses that would be along the course just from, you know, my own running and walking around the city. And so, I, you know, we went by that and you can see he started to really kind of get this personal. It, it became really personal Um and it became so much fun. And, um, you know, that has led to where we are today. You know, I, it was the, fir- the original, that first year tars- tours were few and far between. Right. And what really brought us to the next level was I ran with a girl from Toronto who I recently reconnected on LinkedIn with because I randomly saw her. And after she and I ran... Um, she sent an email to me and this, uh, PR agency and said, I think you guys need to talk. This would be a great thing. And this agency specialized in small business. Um, this was, you know, new to me. So I had no idea what it was, but I figured it's worth a conversation. And after some, a couple of conversations, I finally agreed to work with this, um, agency and the very first piece of press that we got was, and you may remember, Daily Candy.
1: Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Daily Candy, um, it came out the following June, like June 11th. It was like June 11th, 2006. So it's it's a year. Right. Um, and that just really, you know, all of a sudden I got email after email f- for all sorts of different things. Um, and I wasn't sure I was prepared for it. but it really was like, okay, this is real and I need to focus on it. And that's where the sweat and sightsee simultaneously came from because they wrote that in that piece and that was like, this is perfect. So it really, uh, it's just funny how, how things kind of happen.
1: Well, I mean, I have to say there's something about running that really brings people together. And this is something that as a runner It's like you see someone out on a run and you can like feel their pain if they're running into the wind that you just ran into, like, and you're going the other direction. And like, (laughs) there's like this, you know, there's like this exchange and there's like this community and it's like a, it's like a nod. It's like, I see you, you know? And so as a runner, you know, when someone, I think when, when someone is interested in running, you're like always so excited to introduce them to the sport and, I don't know for me at least that's how I feel and it's the same thing with triathlon it's like if i see someone out wearing a an ironman hat like while they're running we usually end up like waving or talking or something and it's like it's like this it's like a club it's a community it's a it's it's a really wonderful wonderful thing so i think like what you're doing by you know, bringing this idea to people to explore cities through running is amazing. And I can totally see how it started and how it's become so successful. And now you're in over, like, what was the first city you started in New York City, obviously.
0: So yeah, we started in New York City, that was our first city. And uh, two years into the, um, to when we started, so 2007 is when we started to expand. And we we had opportunities in Chicago and Washington, D.C. So, yep, we are in 14 cities across North America. I will give you them in alphabetical order. Okay, awesome. We, yeah. Okay. We are in Atlanta. We are in Austin. We are in Boston, Chicago, Denver, Honolulu, uh, New York City, Philadelphia, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Toronto. Vancouver, and uh, again, Washington, DC. And now, you know, these are all major metropolises in uh, the United States and and, and Canada. But uh, if this concept has spread uh, throughout the world, and it's in big and small cities uh, everywhere.
1: Yeah. And so are there certain, like, you know, you've designed these courses and programs around sightseeing and socializing it's not just you know it's running and then maybe ending up you know at another location where you can socialize so how did you like what are the key distances and themes around the runs that people that you typically offer
0: uh that's a great question and so i little history or quick history about me i grew up just outside new york city But my family and my parents grew up in the city in Brooklyn, and there was always something very special about being in the city. I mean, I spent so many, so much of my life growing up, coming into the city, uh, visiting family, theater, just, uh, you know, exploring. So there was something very, very special. So that's when this idea happened. Um, I knew that um, I wanted to kind of show off my version of the city. So it was about the things that I was interested in and building a route based off of that. And then from that, the research I did, was, I was able to find thing, more and more things within that route that um, just, I felt like added value to uh, what we were going to be able to offer to prospective clients. And what it became was it became more than like showing off history. It right. really became sharing the city and giving my personal story, giving personal recommendations. And that is what really kind of takes what we do to the next level. The information plus how we talk about it. People get a, really get a sense that we really love this city. We love the place that we live in. And they're excited about it. So they're excited to learn what happened here and what took place here. But they're also excited to go and, you know, where's the best pizza or the best burger or the best place to listen to music or to go, you know, to get the deals on this or that. So they're going to listen and come back and really enjoy it. So through all of that, you know, you kind of delve deep into your own personal city experience and that's how I started to create these routes that have really kind of lasted throughout these years. And when we first started, we were just doing a customizable experience, a personalized running tour.
1: Right. So and I after... would call you and say, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And then you would create a tour around that.
0: Exactly. So we would, you would let us know exactly how far you want to go, uh, the sites you want to see, and what you want to experience and we built around a route around that and then we try to make it as simple as possible so we would meet you where you were staying and then with new york city this you know we have a great transit system that we would can get on the subway if you're staying downtown and want to run up in central park or vice versa so we were really able to commit, uh personalize it for for our clients and accommodate you know what they were looking for both as a tourist and as a runner and that's the key with, with all of that.
1: And all of the cities that you are in, I mean, they're major running cities. I mean, they all have big races and big running communities and people travel there to train or they're just they're big cities, metropolises, obviously.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the, you know, that's the, they are, they, all these cities have wonderful, wonderful running communities. They all have, you know, major marathons or big races, half marathons, whatever it is. But I do feel like because they're more of an urban environment that people don't necessarily think that running in them is so easy or going to be so special. But, you know, I'm biased towards New York City. It's, yeah. it's my favorite city to okay. run in. But I think anyone in their own city will say that. So we really get to kind of change people's perspectives and, and show them how great it is to run in the city.
1: Do a lot of the sort of pacers or leaders of these runs come – from local run clubs or local runners that are just really passionate about running that want to lead these tours? And have how have you grown that part of your business on the runner side of things?
0: Our main focus, our main vision with City Running Tours is that we get to, again, share our city. I'll, I'm going to say this over and over because okay. it's, it's it's just the main thing. It's so important. Um, running is just the vehicle we get to, to do that. So we don't actively seek out Our team, it's been built pretty organically, and it's people who are runners, regardless of, you know, running level or ability, but have this affinity for, you know, the city or the the city they live in. Right. So, so that's, that ends up being more the driving force. And again, because we're all runners and we love doing it and running is such a connecting social thing, you know, most of them say, you know, I'm running anyway. Whenever I have you know people in town, we I take them out on a run and I explore. I hear that over and over. Yeah. So like I think in I think so many uh, runners in all cities have this like tour guide in them that uh, we've been able to kind of bring out.
1: I remember a friend of mine on Facebook said his sister was coming into town and could I take her for a run? And we went for a run. It was awesome. And she, I just I had no idea. I did not know what she did. I did not know who she was. It did not matter. We just went for a run and. Chit-chatted a little bit on the run. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see it being an organic process for you in terms of having runners passionate about their cities and about running wanting to show off the city.
0: Yeah.
1: And so historically, in up until 2020, maybe, how have you been so historically? That's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> really is funny. I mean, how have you been, you know, obviously people are not traveling as much right now? I mean, how have you been navigating in 2020 and moving into 2021?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of conversations that people have had, there's always that 2020 kind of looming because it's affected so many things. And we, we are definitely affected. Our business is based on tourism. And you, you probably seen this in walking around the city. I mean, you hear people, uh, walking around and speaking different languages. And so you get a sense that people are coming to the city, but it's obviously in such small numbers. So until tourism comes back, you know, the, the main thing that we do in providing these tours, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's pretty slow. So we've tried to pivot like a lot of different industries for, in a few ways. First, we've, we've created what we call our neighborhood tours, which are tours of different, the different neighborhoods here throughout New York City that could appeal to the local community. It could be a neighborhood that you know they live in, it could be a neighborhood they always want to explore. When you live in the city and work in the city, you generally stay in the neighborhood you live in and the neighborhood you work in. And every once in a while, you may explore a different neighborhood. So we want to get people out and about to try to learn the many wonderful things about this city and you know get them out of that routine and I feel like we've one of the great things about it is you hear people say "You know I walk by this all the time I never knew this and that just puts a smile on my face because we're able to you know teach people about their own city and it gives them a, a different perspective so that has been one way that's been that's been pretty good we've also like a lot of things went to you know, social media. Um, we do live tours every weekend, not our full tours, but just bits and pieces of, of our different cities to just to try to stay connected to our community and keep our community, um, excited about what we're doing. And because we're able to do what we love and share our city, it, there is a bit of a reward in, in doing that. Um, it definitely is a little bit more challenging because you're not actually talking to a human being. You're talking to a screen. So you got to really keep the conversation going. But it's been a we've we've had great feedback and we've really enjoyed uh, interacting with with our followers that way.
1: And your tours were not but it's not digital. Right. So no. like not you're not like on an app looking at the streets and trying to run like it's a real in person. There's a runner who's leading the tour.
0: So that's a that's a great point. We have I've looked into there's many different apps out there where you can create a self-guided tour. The challenge I have found is that when it comes to running, you're dealing with different paces and even though these things are GPS driven,
1: yeah,
0: you, you know, if someone's running a 7 minute pace and we're trying to provide information like, is that going to speed up things? You know, are they going to get all the information? Are they going to get the full experience of what we're trying to to do? Right. The other side of it is, if it's something they have to look down at their phone to really kind of get the information, we, we got to keep safety in mind. And we don't want to put anyone in a position where they're like running and they look down. Right. Or even if it's just, you know, someone's looking for a straight run and they're looking down and have to stop because they have to know where to go next. So, right. It's not out of the question. It's something I continuously look to i i've I've started to t- transition our routes into more of a version that would work with that, mm-hmm. but um, there's definitely some hurdles and challenges with it. One other thing we do though is we do uh, work with a lot of uh, corporate events and we've been able to uh, do things virtually and provide Maybe not necessarily straight running experiences, but historical experiences, fitness experiences, just different things to, you know, we, we've taken a real pivot with that. But it's again, it's it's been a way for us to kind of connect with our corporate community that way. So, you know, we're trying we're doing everything we can to stay busy and stay involved. But really, it's not till tourism comes back so that we can, you know, we'll fully be uh, feeling like we're doing what we love to do.
1: You also have a great blog on your website with articles on running. Are you building this out as well? You said you're working on your social media, but are you also creating more content on your website?
0: Yes. So that's something that we are doing and trying to connect it to our social media where, you know, we're just putting more information out there and trying to, to touch on who we really are. So the tourism history side of who we are the running side who we are the human side of who we are and and just give another way for people to stay connected to us and know that we're you know we're still doing what we what we love to do and are going to be here you know when they're back and you know we have some really interesting ideas we love to tell stories and that's what we want to do through all these these platforms and we've also made some really great relationships that aren't a part of city running tours that we were going to pull into kind of be guests on whether it's a blog or whether it's a live tour. So that's been a big part of it too, is just nurturing these relationships that we've made.
1: That's really great. Even though we're all sort of like recovering and trying to be resilient post 2020 and this like huge hit and blow to our businesses, we're also looking at how we can move forward. And I think, you know, over the past year, I've seen more people outside running that are clearly new to the sport than I've ever seen in Mm -hmm. the history of running. So I don't know if that's something that you're actually seeing the numbers on, but I mean, for you, that's great because more and more people have taken to the sport and it's not the first time, but this seems like an even bigger running boom just because gyms are closed and people need to exercise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you said before that, you know, running is an easy, convenient thing to do. And what we've learned through a pandemic you know, it's, it was the only thing that people could do. So they started to think about it more and give it a try. And just like anything else that you start to do in fitness or in life, you, you wait for that sort of switch to go on in your brain that makes you cross the line to where this becomes something that if I don't do it, I just don't feel the same. I need to do it. I think about it all the time. So I think in the long run, it's going to have a really positive effect. The I don't have the numbers in regards, you know, the number yeah. of runners, but I'm sure we'll see that at some point. And you know, it's 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 awesome to see because people are experiencing what I experienced through running. Now we all have our different motivations for why we run, right? You know, at least at least out in front, it's a, it's a different motivation, whether it's training, whether it's fitness, whatever it is. But deep down, beneath all of that. It is about feeling ourselves. When we get our miles in, when we break a sweat and go for a run. We feel like ourselves. And that's something that I really learned with city running tours because um, the reward again for us is sharing our city, but for our clients, it's continuing that daily routine and they feel like themselves. So I think as we get through and, and, you know, people get vaccinated and we start feeling more comfortable being out and then traveling, we're going to see uh, our numbers really, really go up and we're, and we love it. We want to, we, we want to connect with these people from all over the world. And this one common interest of running brings us together just to, you know, it's just going to be more exciting because we're able to do it. And it's, we really look forward to that.
1: Do you attract all levels of runners?
0: Yes. Uh, running is an all-inclusive sport. It's, it's really not about how fast you are or how far you run. It's just about putting on your sneakers and going for a run. So we've run with top marathon runners and, you know, race professionals. We've run with beginners. We've run with people who walk, run. We run with families. We've run with people who bring their dogs. You know, we, we're all shapes and sizes. We're all colors. We all come from different walks of life. And, you know, once we start running, we really get to connect. And it's very special
1: obviously you're a runner. So where did running begin for you? Speaking of why people run for different reasons and, you know, what it means to you.
0: Um, I probably have a a similar story to a lot of people where played sports growing up. Um, you know, all the sports I played involved running. In fact, in, in grade school, they made us run track to play other sports, So I was always running at some level, whether it was for the sport or, you know, preparing for the sport. And then once I was in chiropractic school and, uh, you know, the team sports, competitive sports weren't as readily available, I just kind of, you know, I I was running anyway. So I just kind of took to running and just would do, do, you know, my, my morning runs and then have done some races throughout the years. And in uh, the... 2003, I ran the New York City Marathon, and that is one of the great experiences in life. It's the, probably the happiest day in New York City that anyone ever experiences, and and it's a wonderful thing that it happens every single year because you know everyone is everyone is rooting for everyone else, and you're getting to see the best of the city. So, um, it really was a special experience. And the next morning, when I woke up, I wanted to go for a run, and I felt like that that experience the day before really kind of drove that. Now I didn't, I gave myself a couple days off, but, but it was that moment. I was like, you know what? I just run for myself and I love, it's my time. And that's what I, that's what I've done. Now I've done, you know, a race here and there, but really my running these days is I wake up pretty early, like five in the morning. You have to go three out. young
1: kids. Yeah.
0: I have three wonderful, wonderful daughters who, you know, start. you know, my wife still sleeping. So I'm able to go out and just have a little me time before we start the day and, you know, get into the craziness of the day. So, um, it is a important part of my day and I always, you know, feel more like myself when, when I, when I'm able to do it.
1: And you've been running all throughout the pandemic and all like, do you, do you run every day? Like what's your running like?
0: So I, I, I have been running through the pandemic and my running has changed in regards to just how, you know, your schedule goes that there was a time when, uh, the the chiropractic practice, we, we, we decided to close for a short period. So I had more and more opportunity and my kids weren't going into school. So, um, I had more opportunities to run, but now, uh, that business is back. So, you know, I base it on my schedule. I do three, four days a week, depending. And then I do some other exercises on the other days, uh, at home. And, um, you know, so, you know, a good five, six days I'm staying active and, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm happy about it
1: what inspired you to become a chiropractor?
0: I wish I had a story that blew your socks off with that. I wish it was something where it would change my life. But when I was in college, my college roommate was someone who I was in school with since the second grade. So really close with him and his family. And he had a cousin and an uncle who were a chiropractor. And one weekend he came back from being home and he was talking about it and sound interesting enough to kind of investigate. And I just looked into it and, you know, I thought it would be nice not to have to sit at a desk all day and, you know, maybe still be involved in, you know, maybe not professional sports, but just, you know, active people. And, um, and so I went forward and again, I've been practicing for 20 years and something we talked, I don't know if you were recording at that point, but you said how, you know, through this podcast, you've gotten to meet so many great people and hear so many interesting stories. And it's the same, like every, you know, I see 25, 30 people in a day and I get to, you know, have 25, 30 different little different experiences and get to meet people from all walks of life. And, you know, I think you learn so much about everything, about people, about yourself through those experiences. And, you know, that's that's that can be very rewarding. It's also nice to help people and make them feel better, too.
1: And so now are you seeing a lot more people that have been maybe not moving as much coming into the practice with, you know, different issues or like what kind of patients have you been seeing primarily over the past year?
0: So it's interesting. When we reopened, we weren't sure how it was going to go. We had a very modified schedule. We took all our safety protocols with masks and gloves and cleaning and, and temperatures and right. and making sure that we you know were prepared. And what we weren't prepared for was the response and how people were, you know, they were calling. They were beating down our doors to come in. So we've been pleasantly surprised with that. Um, And, you know, what we're seeing is that the change with people working from home in these makeshift, you know, workstations, whether it's they have a desk or they're sitting at a dining room table or a couch or whatever it may be, they are waking up, going right to their chairs, logging in, and they work all day. There's no commute to and from work. There's no real lunch breaks. They're working, 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 and it's just destroying people's backs, necks, mm-hmm. legs, whatever it is. And that's been a, that's what we're seeing on most of these patients. It's it is like you said that inactivity or a different version of inactivity that has it's always been an issue. Posture, is such a you know, is a is such a big thing, and it causes all sorts of issues, even though we've, you know, we're just sitting there, but over time, overusing those muscles in that way has really led people to, to, to come in. And another thing is my practice is not in New York city. It's right outside in Hoboken, New Jersey. And a lot of people are not going into the city, so they're not going to see their normal chiropractor. So we've gotten a lot of business that way as well for the same reasons.
1: Interesting. I feel like anytime I sort of take time to recover from a race or something, you know, if I take too long, the less I'm active, the more I feel like injuries are coming, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if I'm not moving, I feel like my body gets like really stiff. Yeah. And actually in the beginning of COVID and also stress, like, so in the beginning of COVID, it was so strange. Cause I had been, I've always, I'm always working out. I'm always training for something and, in March, I had just finished like my – I was training for a ha- for a marathon and so I just did my 18-mile run right before the gyms closed. And I knew races were going to be canceled. So I was just like, uh, why am I running 18 miles then? Right. <laughs> you know, I did it. And then after I did it, I'm like, okay, that's over. And it, I really didn't do any long runs after that and it really kind of caused some issues with me <laughs> running right. because I just like – I think I, in retrospect, in hindsight, I think, you know, I was totally freaked out. And at the time I was just kind of like, whatever. But my lower back was so, I was in so much pain for like a month. And I talked to different people in the wellness world and they're like, maybe you're stressed, you know, mentally stressed Mm because it shows up in your back. And then other people were like, well, you did just go from like running, you know, building to 18 mile Distance to like just running six miles, so yeah, you know, there's yeah. also that. But I just felt like you know in the beginning I was just I was I don't know I was destroyed, but not in that time I didn't know I was destroyed. <laughs> now I know that's I was destroyed. It's a, a big <laughs> yeah.
0: Our body, like the two two things that are that generally lead to injury, if it's not like a specific, you know, there's not a specific mechanism of injury where there's a fall or some sort of trauma, is inactivity leading to tightness in our bodies. And when our bodies get tight, they just don't function the same. Uh, And stress. Stress affects so many things. It's like, it's like you walk outside naked and it's cold out and your body just causes constant tension and it's overworking the muscles that way. And it affects our sleep. It affects just, just how we feel in general. And that leads to so many issues. So when patients come in they're like, you know, I didn't do anything. Right. You know, that's what you did. And that's, unfortunately, we don't always aren't, aren't always able to control that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And so now you have two businesses where you're an entrepreneur. I mean, you're, you have your chiropractic business and then you have city running tours. Are there any big lessons that you've learned along the way? Maybe a lesson you take from running that you use for your business and maybe just some big, Business lessons that listeners can grab onto as they maybe are looking to switch careers or grow a new business or pivot in their own business.
0: What I've learned, and I'm sorry to be redundant, but life is this one big learning experience. And being a runner allowed me to understand better because when we run, we take one step at a time. But, you know, we run outside. We have to have this awareness all the time, looking around that we're not going to, you know, trip and fall on something or, you know, there's cars coming, whatever it is, those lessons you learn from running that not every day is a good day or feels great, or those days that do feel great, you're not doing anything different. You know, the great mystery of, of running. You really can apply those to love and you just have to keep moving forward, keep getting to the next mile. And that's how you're going to attain your goals. It's going to be reaching the smaller goals. And as those smaller goals kind of build up, it leads you know, to the, the bigger rewards. And that's, you know, that really is important to always keep that in mind. It's hard. It's very hard, especially when you're new to things and so much may seem unknown. You just have to keep your eyes open and your mind open to everything around you. So you learn from whether it's your mistakes or whether something is really working and how to change or how to how to build on things when I started city running tours there really wasn't that much out there that was similar that I can pull from that people I could talk to and I was and I spoke to a lot of people and that is something I would recommend and um, I know you you said that too um, where it's it's good to just have conversations with people, even if it's not in, not in a similar industry, right? Uh, because everyone has their own experiences that you can pull from and apply to to what you're doing. Uh, but again, this was a this was a new concept, so you know it was a, everything I was doing was it was was sort of like a you know trial and error and seeing see what works and what was going to lead to the you know to the next thing for me. And one of the great pieces of advice that I was given was. This, and this was probably about a year or so in, you are focusing everything on the business, but you're also out there leading the tours. And there comes a point in time where you have to make a decision that you want to work in the business or you want to work on the business. Meaning, you know, if you're out there leading the tours, it's taking you away from the daily grind of trying to build the business. So I made the decision to bring on guides, to help lead these tours. And that was even tough to do because you have to let go a little bit because you know what you can do and you have to make sure you train these people in the right way. So they understand your mission or able to represent the business in the right way. That way you feel comfortable and confident letting them do that job while you can focus on growing the business and through those experiences and making mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes and preparing yourself for sort of the bad times because you know the good times will take care of themselves it really puts you in a good frame of mind to uh, again just keep moving forward in the business and not you know not getting too caught up in things you don't have control over
1: that's awesome advice that's amazing this has been so cool i can't wait to meet we should go for a run
0: <laughs> i would love I'm to so slow
1: i'm in the in my, i'm in the slow run club right now <laughs>
0: That's okay. We run at all paces and, you know, it's it's not about the pace. It's just about going out and, and doing what we enjoy to do. It really is. It, That's what it comes down to.
1: Well, it's been so awesome getting to meet you and speak with you and hear about city running tours and your chiropractic business and just talk about running. I could talk about running for hours.
0: I know. Sometimes it's better to, to talk about running than just go for a run. It's a lot easier. Yes, definitely. But... Uh, <laughs> but i I already got my run in this morning so i'm I'm feeling pretty good
1: i didn't i have to um i have like so many i'm i'm in that space where i have like all these workouts backed up from the week that i feel like I should do them all in one day, but I know right. I shouldn't <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that, that's going back to leading to injury. You yes. see a lot of people doing too much too soon or just too much of things. And yeah, that leads to injury as well.
1: Yeah. No, I have like a bike I'm supposed to do. I have speed work I'm supposed to do. And I also have like easy four miles. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not doing all of them, obviously. But You yeah.
0: know what, too, I've learned is that, you know, a day off yes. from exercise is, is good, too. It's important yeah. for your body as well. It's really important. One thing I started to do uh, during the pandemic, my wife introduced me to the Adidas, I think it's RunTastic app, and they have some great workouts. Um, and you can kind of either do their uh, workouts that they've created, yeah, or you can kind of create your own based on your body type, based on how much time you want to do. And you can either do a one-off or kind of create a plan over a certain amount of weeks. And that's been, that's been a that's been a good good thing to have as that's a resource. That's great. Yeah, we
1: yep. um we got the Peloton treadmill.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: I've never been – I feel like this morning I was walking my dogs and I'm like watching all these people run by. And it's so – like we live, you know, on the water, right? So it's yeah, so yeah. windy and it's so cold. Yeah. It's like 10 degrees colder over here. So like, you know, I walk my dogs and I'm like, am I running outside? Am I running on the treadmill? And right. I'm looking <laughs> at them and I'm like, in normal days, like when I didn't have a treadmill, of course I would run outside. You yep. know, there was no reason I wouldn't run outside. So it's windy. So it's cold. And now I'm like, yeah, treadmill.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you have an excuse. You have an totally. excuse. now. It's
1: awful. I mean, I it feel guilty. Cold.
0: Right. I get it. I mean, I, I you don't right? you don't you're it's 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 more of a mental game on a treadmill because yeah. you got to get through those miles and not look at the time. You need some distractions. Yeah. And maybe you feel not as rewarded at the end. But Either way, you you get the miles in, that's
1: all that matters. Yeah, I I ran seven miles the other day on the treadmill, which is like long for me on a treadmill, and I literally spent the entire, it was a zone two workout, so it wasn't like I had to do anything challenging except stay in a heart rate that was lower than zone three. I literally made a playlist while I was on the treadmill, which is very distracting (laughs) for me. I spend the whole time on Spotify, like mine people's music and like listen, I'm like a DJ. So yeah, that's what I do when I'm running,
0: <laughs> whatever it takes, whatever it takes on a treadmill to get you, get you through. I want to share one last, last thing that going back to the idea of running and the social side of it and uh, the connections you get to make and how you said, like, when you're out there, you see people, you smile, wave, give a nod. I mean, runners are just nice people. We're not competing with each other. Most of us are not competing with each other. And, you know, you're, you're sharing the experience, whether you're running with someone or you're running, you know, by someone. My oldest is 10 years old. And the day after we came back from the hospital, I told my wife, I said, I, I need to go for a run. I just need to kind of get out, spend a couple days in the hospital. And, um, you know, she's like, great, go for a run. And I'm out there running. And all of a sudden, this guy catches up to me. And I'm like, huh, what's going on here? I was exhausted. So I'm like, what do I do? So I started to go faster. He caught up to me. Same thing. We That, that kind of happened over and over and over. And then I kind of just kind of gave up and we were we were running together for a while. And then uh, I ended up finishing and I turned and he wasn't there. And I saw him. He was a block away. So in that moment, I went right up to him and I said, I just wanted to thank you for pushing me. I said, i I just had a, a had a baby a couple days ago this is my first run back with you know not sleeping too much and you know you got me going and I and I pushed and he's and it turned out he just had a baby not too long ago. He was out there running kind of the same reason and to this day he's one of my closest friends we've we still run together we've been running That's together so cool. ever since and it really is what you know it really defines what this sport is about. It's really special because you're able to Share it in a, a unique way with with other runners because we we kind of just get it. We get each other.
1: I love that. I love when I'm out on the path running and someone catches up to me or I catch up to someone. Now I would not do that, but in the old right. days, yeah, that was like that rubber band philosophy. Right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Keyword was- in the old days. I know that feeling. Yep.
1: Yep. Well, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much. This was awesome. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. I appreciate this opportunity, and I look forward to running and talking with you more.
1: Thanks again for tuning into Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a 5-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, marnieonthemove.com for more info on this episode. Links in the show notes, and of course, Sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove one at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.